Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast on the Believe Podcast Network and streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. I am Blaine Gilmer here with my co-host, the former Georgia Bulldog great NFL wide receiver as well, Mr. Tavares King. And Tavares, man, a little a kind of a abbreviated slate this past week, you know, but still, still some action to break down and stuff like that. I know you've been traveling. You had a busy week yourself, so... Uh, you we're kind of getting back into the swing of things here. We didn't have our Friday show, but ready to uh, give a little reaction to SEC Week 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the road, man. Uh, good week of business, but ready to get back to it for sure. Uh, uh, the game, the games were awesome. There were some telling games this week for sure. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, um, played really well. Uh, looked like a team that 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 we we talked about that was getting better. So so excited to talk about them a little bit and uh, some other folks. Obviously, this Georgia Florida game is obviously one that's huge. is is one that's big big for the for the Georgia fan base in general. So so excited to talk about that one. So so let's get to it. No doubt, and it's fall time. Uh, you know, with with all the stuff going on, Halloween going to be this week. Uh, basketball is now back. I mean, you got a lot going on. So we'd be remiss, real quick, if we didn't go ahead and thank our sponsor of this show. That would be Bet Online, guys, because we're back and better than ever. A new web interface from the start of basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one spot for your football and basketball action this season. So head over to the new updated website or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball playoffs, Braves are in the World Series, by the way, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And uh, TK, I mentioned my bravos that, you know, here, Braves making it to the World Series at United as, as I thought it would. I saw fans from Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Louisiana. Everybody, everybody was cheering on the Braves. Yeah, bro. That's how it goes, man. Uh, the, the SEC is is unified in some sorts when talking about the Bravos, man. Excited they got it done, man. It looked really good. Uh, hopefully, we can we can bring that thing bring that thing all the way on home now. 
Yeah, no doubt. And if you do want to put some action on, on the on the World Series games or on any of that kind of stuff, Bet Online is going to be where you need to do it. Speaking of Bet Online, TK, Alabama was a 25 and a half point favorite, I believe, over Tennessee. Uh, you know, they end up covering that that spread, um, but that is a little bit misleading because Tennessee was tooth and nail right there with Alabama, you know, hit it hit a big play to uh, make it 31-24, I believe, and then uh, some things started going against them a little bit. But before we get to Alabama and, you know, what's right and what's wrong with the Tide, I just would like your comments and thoughts on Josh Heupel and kind of the job that he's doing with this Tennessee program. Yeah, man, we talked about it uh, just just prior to the show a little bit, bro. I think that that Josh Heupel really has guys – um, dialed into what he wants to be done um, from an offensive perspective, for sure. You can see the tempo that they play with is is different. It's kind of unmatched, and it does some things for for defenses that puts them in bonds and puts them in situations to where guys are or look like they're butt naked, wide open, uh, running down the field and making plays. So, so I think that he's doing some special things there. I think that he has some special pieces. Um, in that offense, again, I talked about it uh, a couple shows ago. Hendon Hooker. I think that Tennessee fans really should be excited that they found a guy, the guy in him, um, as well as, again, I, I just talked about Coach Heupel is putting weapons around him to, to, to have success. Uh, I think that receiving core looks better and better, better every week, which is why you see them play um, a team like Alabama and, and, and you know, look, look decent, look good, actually. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I think that that receiving core, I even tweeted out about it. I said, hey, uh, Georgia faithful, because I write for UGA Sports. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, I interact with a lot of uh, Georgia fans on there. And I said, Georgia faithful, you need to be uh, leery that this Georgia team has to go to Knoxville. If I was just pointing out the point, the the fact that if Alabama had been playing in Knoxville yesterday with the way that ball game was going and Tennessee recapturing momentum and stuff, that uh, Neyland Stadium would have been rocking and that would have been an opportunity. So when you let teams hang around like a, like a Tennessee, a, ten, uh, a team that has some playmakers, you know, Bayless Jones Jr., you got uh, Devontae Payton, Jalen Wyatt, uh, Jalen Hyatt, all of those guys at that receiving core, like you mentioned, that are really – and I agree with you. I think Hendon Hooker – I even tweeted that out yesterday too. Hendon Hooker's special, and he's going to do some special things for this Tennessee program uh, before he's out of there. He's a winner. I, I think everything he does is, is with a winning mentality about himself, and I think him and Heupel kind of mesh together really well. So I agree with you on that. I think Tennessee's uh, got some hope going in the right direction. But, you know, TK, Alabama – uh, we talk about it all the time. They're a victim of their own success, right? They they are held to standards of previous dominant teams, and maybe nice. the, maybe the 2020 team could be the greatest college football team to ever play. Honestly, I mean the way that 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 they had three Heisman uh, guys that could have all been Heisman fi- finalists with Nate, uh, Najee Harris, you know, Matt Mac Jones, and then of course, Devonta Smith that won the Heisman Trophy and, and just a prolific offense. The defense did what it needed to to hold people down. Came into this one with some questions in terms of stopping the run. They actually did a good job of stopping the Tennessee run game. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was only 60-something yards rushing on the night. But uh, as we as we saw, there was some there was some bust in Tennessee uh, beat them deep through the air. So what you're seeing to me is some inconsistencies in an Alabama team and TK had uh, one had one uh, delay of game penalty 
to start a drive at the beginning of the drive, come out and get a delay game penalty, almost got another one, had to take a timeout, several false starts. So I'm just seeing, of course, immensely talented. Bryce Young is dominating on third down. He's starting to use his legs more. But what do you make of the inconsistencies of this Alabama team at this point in the year? Well, you said it. Uh, it, it it's, it's the little things. It's the little things that you didn't see. Um, you know, from that 2020 team, from the prior um, Alabama defenses. Um, it's lack of communication. Uh, when you tell me when's the last time you've seen a dude running wide open, um, aside from this year, a few times, um, in an Alabama, you know, defense. And, and we've seen that several times this year. So I think it's communication issues they have. I think it's, uh, it's a little bit of linebacker play. But overall, man, they, they definitely look a little bit different. Yeah, I, I think uh, one thing that, that Alabama fans should be thinking themselves or think, be very thankful for is Bryce Young has really – what he did yesterday and Matt Corral, what he, those two have solidified themselves, in my opinion, as the two guys for the Heisman Trophy because Bryce Young was money yesterday on third down. It, there were so many times where Tennessee was on the verge of stopping Alabama and he – would buy time, buy time, and he's not. It's not like he's overly fast, but he would just find ways to either buy time and find someone open, or he would buy time and just kind of slip through uh, an arm tackle, evade a guy, and and just get just enough for a first down, things like that. So I think if Bryce Youngs continues to use his legs, Alabama's going to get more and more dangerous. But I do think with some of the inconsistencies that they have and the nature of the Iron Bowl rivalry, TK, that game being at Jordan-Hare late in the season, crazy stuff happens in that game. It doesn't matter what the records are. You know that there's crazy stuff that happens in that Iron Bowl game. Um, so, you know, they, there's there's some fun stuff that's going to be uh, left to watch for Alabama the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Obviously, that game, that game will be huge. Um I mean, they they got a lot of ball left to play. I think that they'll continue to get better and progress. And I know, uh, you know, Coach Saban week in and week out is is he he's one of those coaches that are anal about the details. Attention to details or is ATD is something that that is important to him for as well. So I know that that defense will get better, um, and and probably can you know continue to do their thing. No doubt, no doubt. I, and Alabama, like I said, uh, impressive there at the end of that game, but also uh, impressive what Tennessee did as well. So uh, moving on to really the next only really competitive game of the that, that was supposed to be competitive, I should say, going into it was Ole Miss and LSU. LSU coming off the big win off of Florida, uh, and Ole Miss had Eli Manning today, Eli Manning Day, TK, your guy, Eli, they retired his number 10. You played with Eli uh, with the New York Giants, and they retired his number yesterday. They put Manning in the end zone, but they also had a young man named Arch Manning visiting Uh there with his uncle. So don't think – Slick little move, slick little move. I like how they did that. that, Don't think that Lane Kiffin, you know, wearing a Manning number 10 hoodie on the sideline, putting the the name Manning in the end zone – you know, obviously they, they wanted to honor your your buddy Eli, but they were also doing some big time recruitment of Arch yesterday. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously that that was going on, and and uh, you know Arch Manning probably knows everything there is to know about Ole Miss football. 
But man, what a what a tremendous day uh, for ten man, just to, to to be honored like that, um, Eli Manning Day as it should be. Uh, what 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 a what a day for him. What a dude. No doubt. And then Ole Miss goes out and absolutely curb stomps LSU. At one point, it was thirty-one to seven, and this Ole Miss defense came out. TK five sacks on the day, seven tackles for a loss. They ended up getting Max Johnson, you know, get got the hook, and they brought in Garrett Nussmeyer, the the backup quarterback at one point, and you know, held LSU to 77 rushing yards on the day after LSU had 321 against Florida. That that to me was the most interesting thing about this game. After doing what you did to Florida, you can't uh, rush the ball against a, a defense that we we talk about week in and week out that struggles. So so that was that was super telling um, in, in that game from an LSU perspective. But we obviously know the struggles and and we talked about the freaking distractions and all the things they got going on. So maybe that played a little bit into what was going on over there as well. Oh yeah, it's a it's absolute circus and roller coaster and will be until Edo's gone. There were more reports this week of, you know, him having all these different women at practice with the I kids. Bro, hold up, bro. I ain't seen nothing else. Something else came out, bro. Well, he's just talking about it how he had a lady friends, girlfriends that he would bring to practice and let their little kids like, you know, get in drills and all this kind of stuff and and just uh, you know, it, it it it's refuted at some point. Some people say it's true. There's reports of players, you know, saying that they they had they'd lost all respect for the man and all this kind of stuff. It is just a toxic environment. But TK, one guy you know from your circles in the NFL that is getting a little bit of consideration and and is putting at least through his agent out there. Uh, he he may not admit he's putting it out there, but his agent's putting it out there maybe to get him a little bit more money in his situation. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If if LSU could hire Mike Tomlin. That would be a landscape changing hire. Yeah, I mean that that that'd be huge. Um, Coach Tomlin, I mean, I, I I played with guys that played for him. They they love him to death. Just uh, a, a true players coach, true players coach. Uh, somebody that gets it, gets ball. Obviously, understands ball. William and Mary guy, just uh, a, and he's got something that uh, that old old Nick over at Alabama don't have. He can go he can go flash that Super Bowl ring. He can say he can say hey come look at this. You know I know what it's like to win at the at the peak of the of the pinnacle up there. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like Coach Saban's got a handful of them things too. Oh, oh no no doubt. It's just <laughs> it's just a different different caliber. You know when you're talking yeah, about yeah, it's, it's it's. Like Pollock said, it's, it's levels. It's levels. There's levels to this this ish. That's what Pollock said, to quote our man Dave Pollock over there. So, no, no doubt. So, But with LSU, they just weren't able to run the football. Old Miss, that defense, the the it looked like the old Landshark defense of Old Miss uh, back from a few years ago, man. I mean, they were flying around. But, TK, you know, in terms of Old Miss – now they have to find a way to bring that intensity back-to-back weeks on defense, right? Because we know what Matt Corral and company are going to do week in and week out, even though I think the more that Matt Corral runs, TK, just the nature of the SEC, he's going to get more and more banged up. And it's not like yeah. he's the most big big stature of guy. I mean, no, he was already got, banged he's, up he's got coming a, into this one. He's got to start sliding a little, protecting his body a little more for sure if they're going to put him in situations like that he's got to be a little bit smarter downfield too 
No doubt, no doubt. So uh, an impressive performance, really kind of just more of the same from LSU. Of course, the other couple of games that were out there, Texas A&M just takes South Carolina to the woodsheds. No, that, that, that was rough. I think – I think at one point they were they were negative six in rushing. They ended up at, in garbage time at the end of it, going uh, getting up to seventy one yards rushing, uh, one hundred and fourteen passing yards at the end of the game. So they ended up with one eighty five. But at one point, guys, this was this was a a team that was in the negative yardage uh, total uh, for a little while. And that was that's just that's just absolutely rough. They were three of thirteen on third down. Uh, South Carolina was and Texas A and M. You know, 290 yards rushing. They imposed their will up front, much like they, you know, were able to do at times against Alabama. Now you're seeing it more consistently, and you know, you just gotta wonder if Texas A&M hadn't a hadn't a slipped up and uh, lost to Mississippi State earlier in the year, they would be in the driver's seat right now to be going to Atlanta after that win over Alabama. Yeah, it is, and it's crazy, bro. We talked about it. We talked about them getting better. Uh, I think when Mike came on the show, we talked about them getting better at that moment. Um, you know, the guys that they had in the building at the time, having to, having to, you know, it be it being a time, and they're they're answering the bell right now. But shoot, if they would have answered it earlier, like you said, bro, they would, they 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 would be in the driver's seat. Yeah. So, and then then of course you have. Uh, Mississippi State that beat up on Vandy, which is not an SEC school, by the way. Vandy, you know, th- there's some other conference that we have not determined yet. Maybe the Sun Belt will pick them up. You know, Sun Belt's picking up a lot of teams right now, TK. Vandy should just go join the Sun Belt because at 45 to 3, Mississippi State lays the butt whooping. Had had Mike Leach doing a press uh, 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 on field interview after the game. They asked him stuff he needed to work on. He said like two words and they asked him about Halloween candy and he goes on a five minute rant about, you know, how he <laughs> hates candy corn and how he loves uh loves nerd clusters and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Mike Leach is a national treasure. I hope he runs for president one day. I mean he's you know just kind of crazy stuff. I mean he he's he's unbelievable to watch. Yeah, I like I like Mike Leach, man. Obviously, with the air raid, he's a fun coach. Uh, he's he's one of them cats that, that that's great with the media, obviously. So yeah, I love him too. And he's just starting to get that Mississippi State team to play consistently. You know, I mean, they're they're really starting to to put it all together. Will Rogers, their quarterback's a baller. I, I really like him a lot. Yeah, quarterback's a baller. I think that that one big thing. Obviously, we knew what they were going to do with that air raid. Uh, one big thing that we're that I've been excited to see them do is play a little bit more defense. Obviously, obviously, they did play Vandy last week, but um, holding hey, South Carolina gave up twenty points to Vandy last week, and uh, Mississippi State True. only gave up three. So it just shows True. there is True. a difference there. True, there's a, there's a big difference. So uh, Coach Arnett over there has got those cats rolling. So it's it's uh, it's good to see. And then Arkansas beat up on Arkansas Pine Buff by the exact same score. 45 to three. So Sam Pittman and, and company get back on track after a couple of tough losses. So that was kind of the week that was now TK. The game of the week this week is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party that takes place every Halloween uh, down in Jacksonville. And you've played in this game. Uh, you know what it's like, regardless of what the records are and things like that. Before we get into this this matchup and the the matchups inside of the matchup this year specifically, just tell everybody what that atmosphere is like as a player and what this rivalry is like to be a part of. 
Man, it's a it's a incredible game uh, as a player to be a part of. I mean, you walk into that stadium, you see that that fifty fifty split right down the middle, uh, red and blue. It's incredible, bro. There's there's absolutely nothing like that um, as a player. So probably one of my favorite games for sure. Um, but the the rivalry in itself, man. I, I honestly I haven't. The, my first time experiencing experiencing a true hate was was for Florida, bro. I I remember um, 07, no Sean scores on them. They go out there dance. The year after I get there, um, they beat us. They're beating us. Urban Meyer calls a timeout, like just unnecessarily, like you know, just I mean, obviously, you know, agitated about what we what we did the prior year, but he calls that time out, bro. And I can just remember feeling like just 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 like, oh, I hate these mother <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> so so bro, I yeah, so for me, for and I think for every dog, that's that's how that that game is, bro. You wanna go out there and you wanna just compete at the highest of the highest level in, in front of those those fans on that on that red side of the stadium and, and just get it done for them. So this game is is full of intensity, bro. Full of full of uh, full of a lot of passion and full of full of a lot of hate. Oh, no doubt. And you know when you're when you're talking about Georgia and and Florida, there's usually you know playoff implications in this game. It it, it has a lot going through the 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 SEC East in particular on who's going to get to Atlanta this year. Florida pretty much out of that uh, out of that picture. But TK, when you you know when you talk about the significance of it, they could still uh, they could still do a lot in terms of the national picture, Georgia has, you know, everything to play for right here. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're number one in the country. They're a 14 and they're a 14 point favorite on bet online. So a solid two touchdown favorite. The over under, I believe is 51 right now on this game. Yeah. Over under right. 51. Georgia is a 14 uh, point favorite. And when you're talking, you know, TK about Georgia, much like Alabama, right, was a victim of their own success. G- Georgia is a victim of their own success in terms of, and not only their own success, but they're a victim of Alabama's success, right, over the past few years. Because that's who, that's who all Georgia faithful and everything they're comparing themselves to. Okay, are we to that elite standard yet, right? Kirby Smart says all right. that. He says, are you elite or are you not? So I think this game, even though Florida has lost to an LSU and they've lost to uh, to a Kentucky, and they've lost a close one to Alabama. I think Florida has uh, pieces that are, you know, a solid offensive line, talented in quarterback play in, in AR-15, and even Emory Jones when he's playing right, and, you know, some receivers, things like that, that that's going to be a good test for Georgia to see, okay, where, where exactly are we at at this point? Right. I mean, 100%. I think that Florida definitely has pieces. Um, obviously, we've seen how they played a, a, a good Alabama team. Um, we see, we saw that. So, so they'll be ready. They'll be prepared. Just like I talked about the hate on our side, they feel the same way. Let's be clear. They, they, they want to go out there and compete in, at a high level and 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 kick and kick our ass too. So, so they'll be ready. They'll be prepared. Now, in terms of who's out there, I think that, in, in my opinion, I think that they, they, they 
better role with AR-15. Um, I think he gives them the better chance to, to to get things done, in my opinion. I don't know what you feel about that. But um, to me, I just think if I'm a Florida fan, um, I, want, I want Anthony Richard, Richardson at the helm. Yeah, well, no doubt that he's more of a – I think a more of a talented and dynamic runner. Um, but here's the thing, TK, both – I don't care who's out there, Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones, they got to take care of the football, right? Two right. two picks each against LSU. And then, of course, the, the Florida defense. Don't think that Georgia is not watching that LSU tape over and over and seeing them just run the same counter, counter tray, gap scheme, run play against them uh, – over and over that Ty Davis Price got 272 yards on by himself, you know, uh, in that game and, and say, thinking, you know, what can uh, Zamir White and Kenny McIntosh, who should be returning for Georgia this game, uh, James Cook, who they're using in a variety of different ways. And I know you got some thoughts on on that, but uh, it's, a, it's a run defense that, you know, wasn't terrible to start the year off. But now it seems like there's some chinks in the armor there and also that they have the turnover bug. So, overall, I think Florida's got some things that, that they probably were definitely working on tightening up during the, their run fits, things like that. Um, you know they're going to sell out to the run uh, in this one and try to make Georgia's uh, passing game and receiving, receiving core beat them. But speaking of that, TK – this week, ESPN comes out and uh, with a with an article that Kirby Smart brought in Chris Lowe of ESPN and was doing a a exclusive interview with him on the quarterback situation. And the beginning of this uh, this this interview, the beginning of this article says that you know Kirby Smart, JT Daniels is healthy, but Kirby Smart is not necessarily ready to make a change at quarterback. If they, they roll with Stetson Bennett. What's your thoughts on that decision, and and then what do you think? Uh, what do you think of that decision if Stetson Bennett's the guy they go at for Georgia from this point forward? Um, I I I love the decision that they 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 uh you know kept rolling with Stetson. I think that he's put us in a position um, thus far to be successful. He's he's been successful. I think that he. The guys around him understand that that he's the guy. Um, I think that that our our fan base understands he's the guy, and I think that Kirby um, Kirby understands it too. Um, just that I think he's having to you know kind of play the political game here. But dude, when you go out there and you compete and you put your body on the line and you're doing all the right things, it's hard to go away from that. Um, and and when you elevate the play of everybody around you, why would you go away from that? Um, I mean, you think about it. Has this team, has this team been better and better and better every week? Um, offensively, I think so. So it, 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 it'd be, it'd be baffling for, for me. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm not obviously not the smartest man in the world, but it'd be baffling for me to, to go away from something that was working. If it ain't broke, I'm not. I'm not looking to fix it, and and nothing about this Georgia team right now is broken. Yeah, and and when you look at it, Florida does have a very athletic defensive front. They've got guys, you know, uh, guys up front like a like a Brenton Cox who was at Georgia, right? And then uh, Carter at the defensive end. I mean, they've got a bunch of talented guys that are going to play in the league uh, over the next couple of years up front. And I just think if you put a a guy 
like JT Daniels in there, it 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 takes away from your run game, uh, TK, because you know now that backside defensive end on his own play and the shotgun, right? He doesn't yeah, have to honor. He 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 ain't worried about JT pulling it. He's going to come screaming down the heel line, and that's one more person in that run play that you have to worry about. Plus, if a, if the safety comes down, all that kind of stuff. Whereas Stetson's in there. You hand hand the ball, or if it's under center, you turn your back to them. They've got to stay true to the boot, the boot out, and all that kind of stuff off play action. Georgia has absolutely killed people off play action this year. They're set to, and they've been doing that with you know receivers. They they expected to be third and fourth on the depth chart this year, and now they're they, through this bye week. They should be getting Jermaine Burton back healthy. Karis Jackson Huge. should be back healthy. Arian Huge. Smith, uh, TK. When somebody runs a ten one in the hundred meter. That's just picking it up and putting it down, son. I mean, they can absolutely fly. He may be the fastest person to ever play for the University of Georgia. Uh, yeah, he, he could very well be, bro. That's some that's some serious tur- turnover, my brother. Yeah, that's like that's a that's a world class like Olympic speed. So you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, what t- what quarterback each team rolls out there. Uh, regardless, TK, I think Georgia's front seven is going to stifle that Florida run game uh, more so than it's been stifled all year long. And I like, you know, this this defense in the back end. I do think Georgia has some deficiencies when it comes to the safety position in terms of covering people, uh, you know, in terms of if, if, if they were – let's say they weren't to get pressure TK up front with their front seven and a guy had a lot of time to throw, I think that uh, elite receivers could get open uh, on our on our defensive backs at some point, but yeah, I think our yeah, the, I mean you give give somebody all day to run. I hope they can get open. Yeah, but oh yeah. Again, but like to your point, like maybe that maybe a little bit of our DB play is masked by our front seven. But hell, if you've got guys that are getting it done and um, helping you in that aspect, that's what T E A M's team, baby. That's it. That's it. It's all about playing together, and Georgia's been playing very complimentary. So, TK, uh, before we get out of here, and, and just to let everybody know, we will be back for a Wednesday show where we will be breaking down uh, Old Miss going to Auburn. Uh, we'll be talking some some recruiting in that show, uh, a lot of different things. So, you, you, we try to do a show for you here on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, TK and I, neither one have traveled this week, so we should be loaded up on all, all three shows. So, we'll be uh, giving you our previews and predictions of Ole Miss and Auburn on Wednesday. And uh, TK, you know, now that we've kind of said all that, we've broke down this game from, from that standpoint – Georgia, 14-point favorite, 51 over-under. Uh, who do you like? What do you think the score is going to be? Do you like the over-under, all that good stuff? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the over the over for 51. Uh, I, I, like, I think we beat them by more than two touchdowns, though. I, I just think that uh, they struggle a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I, we talked about it just a second ago. They're – us getting pressure on them, I think, will be huge, and their quarterbacks make a lot of mistakes when they're put in that position. So I think that we're going to be put in a position to score or score defensively as um, as well. So I think the score will probably be forty two seventeen dogs. Yeah, that'd be a big day for Georgia, and I think that would put no no doubt if Georgia's able to, you know, that would solidify them even more in that number one spot in the country if they were able to lay that kind of. Uh, beat down on Florida in Jacksonville. 
think just early on, TK, maybe just because it's a, a neutral side. And I think, you know, if, if Florida's players have any kind of love for their coach at all, they're going to have to come out and play because Dan Mullen's starting to, it's starting to get a little hot around the collar there, TK. I mean, he's starting to feel the, feel the heat a little bit. At least maybe his DC Todd Grantham is. So if that defense, if that defense the bird, wants, the birds chirping out there, brother, no They're doubt. Chirping. No doubt, you should see the message boards over on the Florida Rivals side. It's it's comedy in itself. Uh, what the Gator fans are, are are thinking about this this uh, coaching staff right now, but I think you know they'll come out and play hard early. Uh, you know they do have some talented guys, but I think Georgia's depth and overall the talent disparity, the number the the three uh, number one recruiting classes for Georgia in the last four years are far superior to what Dan Mullen's been able to bring in over the last four years. So I think the talent gap is in Georgia's favor. I like, uh, like you said, Georgia to be able to cause Florida to make some mistakes in this one, especially late. I'm going to take uh, the over as well. And I'm going to take uh, Georgia to win this one 38 to 17 uh, down in Jacksonville. So I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Georgia to cover. And I think it will be a good, good day for the Georgia Bulldogs. And they will uh, keep keep rolling on towards Atlanta. So, guys, that has been this episode of Second to None, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Make sure to check out the Sideline Sports Network that you see there at the bottom, at sidelines underscore SN and at SSN underscore college FB. Also, they have an SEC account at SSN underscore SEC. Just follow those accounts, guys. You can see them if you're looking on the 365 Sports YouTube stream. They put out a ton of content, just a community to get people engaged. So, TK, uh, really excited about this upcoming week. Excited on Wednesday to break down the, the number 10 Rebels going to the number 18 Auburn Tigers. Uh, so we'll have a lot more. Guys, for Tavares King, uh, for Tavares King, I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will catch you next time on the Second to None podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.